Hey guys. Hi yo. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sarah. And this is the Real, Real Talk, Talk by, by Sarah, Sarah and Caitlin, Caitlin podcast. Podcast. On this podcast, we are not about our own opinions. We are not about just saying what Sarah and Caitlin think. You might think that from the name Real Talk, but it's Real Talk because we talk about real truth. truth. That's what we're going to be doing today. We talk about absolute truth. And I don't know about you, but I'm just a little bit um, tired of this world thinking that everybody's feelings and their thoughts and their opinions is what determines the truth because, wow, then we have like millions of truths and there's only one truth. And as Sarah said, just because you feel like the earth ain't ain't flat or ain't round, just yeah. because you feel like the earth is not round, it's not round doesn't mean that it's not round. Boom. That's Wait. what this podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and that's yep. kind of how our world is right now. But we won't get into that today. <laughs> we do have a website, yourbestfriends.org. Find out what we're about. All right. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who's checked it out thus far. With that, let's get into our podcast for today. Yes. So we always start off with a fun question and the question before we get into this amazing, amazing topic that y'all are going to love is what is one thing that most people don't know about you? You want me to answer first? Yes, please. I have a lot of random hobbies. I like to get into things. So most people don't expect the things that I do. Mm -hmm. I really like puzzles. I'm currently into puzzles and I am also learning how to skateboard. I just feel like the random little hobbies that I get into, people don't normally know about me because I just I just do them and I don't talk about them much. But yeah, you don't talk fun. about them much. So One funny me. thing about Caitlin is she likes to grow in the dark. <laughs> I like to grow in the shadows. She <laughs> likes to disappear for a few months and come out being good at something. Comes Instead out of, doing a kickflip over three exactly. <laughs> Instead of me who literally day one, hi guys, I'm going to learn skateboarding. Join me on my imperfect journey. <laughs> so yeah, what about you, girl? One thing that I only I only came up with this one because I've realized that people get surprised when they find out it's about my personality. So everybody who knows me, they they assume because of experiences that I'm very outgoing and and whatever. And then certain people who get a little closer to me get surprised to find out that I'm really not like the total 100% outgoing personality. I I totally end up being the quiet person in the room sometimes. I totally end up not being the one to like, if we're at a big event, to go up to every single person. I really am more laid back and I'll hang out with a few friends while some other outgoing people really do the talking. And I only mention that because... Yeah, I many of people that I've gotten to know, they get caught off guard at first. They're like, wait, I didn't know that you were a little shy. I didn't know that you'd get nervous like that. And I just thought, yeah, I just think it's funny. I think it's funny how people can uh, just assume <laughs> things about your personality. I'm sure you can all relate. Like people, before they get to know you personally, they think that you're this way. And then they find out, oh, you're really chill. Oh, you're really this. Oh, you're really this. So that's one thing that most people don't know about me is that I'm really a laid back person in a sense and I do have my outgoing moments but please if I'm quiet don't think that I'm sad it's just I'm quiet sometimes yeah that's something I've only learned about you in the the recent years I've known you since first grade but yeah I just you've always been better at social skills and more just confident mm -hmm. in groups than me but you actually just prefer to be the quiet one so I sometimes do. which I just yeah most people definitely don't know that about you right definitely yeah. not I know so with that we're going to get into our podcast topic today and basically we are going to be talking about unity and how to have it and the division in America how it is in our hearts we can love other people if we are loving other people but I'm going to let Sarah explain a little bit more about what we're talking about. Yeah, so to exactly with what you're saying, does anybody feel what we're talking about? It's this thing where there's the large scale stuff which we're going to talk about, which is like the unity and the division and dealing with all that. And then we're also going to talk about how personal and near and dear it is to like all of our individual lives like do any of you feel like when you're talking to somebody, if you feel like, oh crap, they're about to say something that I don't really agree with or they're about I can catch these vibes that we don't totally get along on all of these little different check marks and it's this kind of new fear arising of like um what do I do if me and this person just don't totally get along or when some sort of um like 
pride kind of rises up. Somebody's about to correct you and, and you're just ready to like, you can hear that this correction's coming or you can hear that this viewpoint's coming and you kind of want to like defend yours already and you're already coming up with your little quarrel and your rebuttal. We're also going to talk about how ironic it is that we, we're trying to fight this uh, division. We're trying to fight this divide and this meanness and it's really awkwardly and realistically creating more of a divide than ever. And I will speak for myself. I feel this natural uncomfort now to cross to other sides because it's getting more uncomfortable. It feels like we're walking on eggshells. It feels like I might be hated. I might be canceled if I say this word wrong. We're going to talk about this in such a fun way that's going to bring you peace, going to bring you freedom, going to teach you some things. And guess where it's all going to be rooted from? from the word of God. And even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, and if you don't accept these things, that's okay, stick along because you will see that this message we're about to give you is going to give you some real deal peace and real tips, practical tips to like kind of notice things in your mind and in your heart. It's gonna help you walk forward in more freedom, which is not too much how uh, our, our culture right now is walking. Everyone's really walking around with some balls of fire inside of them. Just on a more specific note i guess to cover really what we're talking about you mentioned it's big things like the words unity and division you know that's like in america specifically you know the divide between republicans and democrats people who support trump and people who don't people who support blm and people who don't a lot of these big political topics but then when you get down to the nitty-gritty of everyday life what sarah's saying to is well now we're in a culture that it's seeming like we can't be friends with people who don't agree with us on everything. And it's seeming like the second we get to a hot topic like abortion or... Vaccines. Vaccines. Masks. BLM. Color. Racism, etc., etc. It's seeming like the second that someone disagrees with us on these issues, we can't be friends with them anymore. We can't talk to them. And it's hard. And so it's weird because you see it on the big screen, you see it on news, but it's really coming down to our everyday life. And this is why it's making people more divided because more and more we have to surround ourselves with people who agree with us on everything. Otherwise, there's just going to be big drama. It's going to be big drama on our friend group. It's going to be big fights, big quarreling, big lack of unity. And that's really, really sad because... That's not how it's meant to be, and that's not normal. It's just not normal. It's not normal to treat people like this. It's not normal to cancel someone because they disagree with you on one topic. Yeah, and I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to quickly say, and notice that when Caitlin is saying, like, it's not normal to this and to this, we're not saying it's not normal that they're treating us like that. I'm saying, y'all, it happens in our own hearts. We tend to project, like, we tend to talk about problems like it's them doing it to us please when you listen to a, this podcast a lot of it is helping us get a bit convicted so that we can walk in more freedom in order to change the mini environments um this is going to convict me in order that i'm not scared of somebody coming with a different uh, opinion or a different belief than me. I'm not scared of you. I love you regardless, but it's gonna take some shifts and stuff because we just ever so naturally, our ears love to hear problems that are outside and we don't really like to take it internally. And we don't really like to think that maybe we have some little things ever so naturally. I know I do. It's just natural. My human nature really sucks. It's kind of selfish, it's prideful, which we'll get into, and it just likes to put the blame on others. And it, it's easy, I think. It's easy to- So easy. Make things black and white in terms of, I know what's right, I know what's wrong. I know that this person shouldn't be in my life because of this issue, because this issue is life and death. And it's easy to just surround yourself with people who 100% agree with you on everything. Yeah, it's and comfortable. It's even easy if you're a Republican to just say, well, all the things that Democrats are saying are wrong. Or if you're a Democrat to say, well, everything that a Republican thinks is wrong. It's easy to not reason with a, someone who's on the other side of an issue and just make it all black or white because then you kind of fail to admit that there might be something in your heart that's not 
there. That's, yeah. that's maybe a little prideful, that maybe could be a little more sensitive about this topic, that maybe, and I know with me and Sarah, there's times when I want to talk about sensitive issues, but I don't want to talk about them in a way that's just so black and white. Like I'm on my pedestal and I know what's right and I'm judging you because I know that we can all improve. I know that I can speak to people with a little more grace sometimes. I know that I could have a little more mercy on other people sometimes. So I'm just saying it's a lot easier to just go the route of choosing everyone who agrees with you and moving on from the rest. It's not so easy though to recognize that there might be something in you that you got to work on. Yeah. And and you even said the word like reason. And I think here's where we're getting caught up. This is a little bit of, it, it popped in my mind when you mm-hmm. said it. When you said reason, I realized a big problem is that sometimes you even think, or I'll speak for myself. I think that I'm, I deserve to reason with you and we should come to an agreement and a conclusion and where did this where did this arise this arose when we started elevating my feelings my emotions and my thoughts I've only been on this earth for a limited amount of time and so have you you're definitely under a hundred years old why do you think you're so high and mighty that you deserve to even come to a conclusion with some people why can you actually not lay yourself down? Like, why can you actually say that even if you don't want to reason with me, even if I'm not going to understand you, I'm actually not even the judge here. I acknowledge that God is the great judge and he will teach you if you're willing to accept teaching, he will show you the way if you're willing to want to know the way. And it's not even my job and I don't even deserve to always be reasoned with because who am I but a humble servant and I I want that to be more of the positionings of our heart because that is true freedom when you actually are so meek and so humble that you say I don't even deserve to be to reason I don't deserve your reasoning why because what do I what does it matter what I think I don't know what happens in Africa I don't know what happens in Brazil I don't know all the deaths that have happened today I don't know Uh, what your life circumstances have been since you were a little baby I don't know anything and so all of a sudden we have all these Americans even if you're 60 years old 40 years old acting like they deserve the right for you to reason with them and for you to explain yourself themselves to you Jesus came to this earth and he laid down his entire life for the sake of us all never once did he ever defend himself or was he prideful? He did to do the will of God. And a lot of us, we're actually just trying to defend our own little wills. And thank you for saying that because the word pride is really, really big here. And I love that you talked about being a humble servant because if you do not humble yourself, if you are not a humble person, and I've struggled with humility sometimes, so I'm not just- We all will. I'm not speaking from a place that's look at you, you're not humble. But the honest truth is, if we don't humble ourselves and take the form of a servant, then everything's going to be offensive. It's going to be really hard to agree to disagree with anybody. It's going to be really hard to love anybody. Genuinely love them. Genuinely love anybody. If you always elevate yourself puffed up with pride and think that you deserve x y or z and that you know x y and z is the right way and that you are aware that x y and z is this above all and you are on the pedestal and you're waiting for that person that disagrees with you to bow to you and so you know in america and in american culture i've noticed over the past few years that we focused a lot on kindness and i know this is kind of random but Anytime we elevate one virtue over another virtue, you kind of get misdiluted and don't understand what that virtue actually is. And you see it everywhere. See it on t-shirts, be kind, check anyone's Instagram bio, be kind, etc., etc. It's good to be kind. And that is, love is kind. That's what the Bible says. But I don't think a lot of us really understand that there are also other virtues that are just as valuable as kindness. And if we don't know that, we won't understand how to truly be kind to one another because kindness is forgiveness. Kindness is mercy. Kindness is love. 
And kindness is also humility. And I'm just noticing, just like Sarah said, our culture elevates all of our thoughts and feelings. So we have a lot of reasons to be in a place of pride and be really prideful. And that's going to make it really hard for you to be friends with someone that disagrees with you because everything is going to be an attack at your ego and your pride. And I just know in my life, ever since I started to focus less on being prideful and more on being humble, which has been really hard, it has been the most freeing thing because now when someone says something that's a little offensive to me or that maybe I disagree with, I know that it's not about me. It's not about my feelings. It's not about, it's not personal because I'm just a servant and I'm just here to serve the word of God. So it's just, I'm glad that you said pride because we live in a very prideful culture overall. And I think it's one of the biggest reasons why we are so divided on everything. Yeah. And, and even to add to the kind thing, here's the problem is that there's nothing wrong with the whole be kind thing. The problem is now when you're the judge of who to be kind to, and that's where running into again is these, you humans, these humans, me, we're all becoming little gods Yes, that I determine who to be kind to. And if you're not kind to this race, then I'm not kind to you. And if you vote for this one, then I'm not kind to you. Love is impartial. And that's why Caitlin and I, like, we, we really like, we're not scared of, uh comments that we're ever going to get on this podcast why because first of all we don't fear man we fear god and that's why we need more people to be rooted in the truth because people who are rooted in the truth actually know what true real love looks like it's not impartial and we have all of these people determining when to be kind when to love who to love what is love it's a mess it's a mess. And we, we we do it all the time. Like, I can feel myself want to defend this group, but am I being impartial to the other? I mean, and But then again, it's like, what does it matter what I think? What does the word of God think? Yep. What does the word of God say? It, it paints really good pictures. Do you have any Bible verses that we want to read for this? Because it's just, this Bible's full of facts. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> so fun. I was just going to read one, actually. Um, Romans chapter 1 verse 32 and if you read the context of chapter 1 it's talking all about um evil slandering others gossiping about others evil intent maliciousness being rude to one another etc etc you can read it to get the context but romans 132 though they know that god's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them i read that because in Romans chapter 2, verse 1, the coming verse, it says, therefore, so we got to take that into account. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. I like what you said about we are making ourselves God in that we choose to be kind to, who to be kind to. We're also becoming God in that we're making ourselves the judge and we choose who deserves mercy and who doesn't and who deserves grace and who doesn't, we're choosing to show partiality to one group over the other in this culture. That's very scary because if we take the seat of the judge, then we are being hypocrites because we ourselves have probably made the same mistakes that people that we are judging are making. And ultimately, you're going to receive the judgment in which you give. That's the point too is, oh, you want to be the lawmaker? You want to be the one to judge? Okay, buddy, you're going to receive the judgment that you give out. And Sorry to interrupt you, buddy, no, but go ahead. my point is earlier you mentioned like I have stepped from pride to now trying to be a humble servant. And in my mind, it came into the question that I was going to answer for them. How do you become how do these people who are maybe hungry to become more free and more humble? How do we do it? Well, one very practical thing that would help my brain is when you judge, you are saying to God, God, I don't trust you. And I don't trust that your word is true because it says in your word that you are the one who holds life and death in your hand and you are the great judge and you will bring the wrath. So when I judge somebody else, even if they, even y'all, here's the point, even if the person that you are judging, even if they're a very evil person, and even if they deserve all the condemnation and all the wrath, if you judge them with your mouth and you treat them impartially, you're still saying, God, you won't handle it well enough. 
And also, yes. the judgment that you put over them is the law that you're creating that will fall over you as well. And that's what it's saying in this. So how do you become more humble? Humble your heart. Realize when you listen to this, you can't help but be humbled like, whoa, 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 whoa. So when I judged my mom for doing that thing, I'm going to receive that same judgment because I created that judgment over myself. So when I said that person's being messed up because they're treating that person like this and they deserve this. Well, guess what? When I'm in TJ Maxx the next day and I do the same person to some, to the same thing to somebody else, I'm going to receive that same judgment. It's kind of that concept, right? Yes. And thank you for mentioning the thing about faith because that whether you're, once again, we talk about on this podcast, you mentioned at the beginning, just because you feel that the earth is flat doesn't mean the earth is flat. The earth is round. And I want to, you know, if you are someone who doesn't believe in God, who's watching or listening to this podcast. Hi, we love you. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening and hearing what we have to say. Um, We love you a lot and we hope that everything that we say can help build you up in your life and can also point you closer to the source. It's so important what you said that when we are make ourselves the judge, we are saying, God, we don't trust you to be the judge. Because whether or not you believe in God, God is still there and God is going to execute ultimate judgment. And the Bible says time and time again, do not say vengeance is mine, I will repay. Trust the Lord and he will deliver you. And that's why the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 17, so faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And I've seen this verse being used out of context a lot, but I just want to give some clarity here. It, it, it takes faith to trust and treat someone well. That's facts. Who has wronged you. Yes. Who is racist. Who is disagrees with you politically. Who, who all their life hurt you. Who has hurt you all their life. It takes faith. faith to treat them well, to love them, and to forgive them. To not hold a record of wrong, because even if they deserve it. It takes faith. Why? Because you have to believe that there is a judgment day and that God is the ultimate judge. If you don't believe that, then it'll show that your faith is, your actions will show that your faith is dead because you're going to treat people as if this is your one life to enact judgment. Yeah, you're going to protect yourself. You're going to hold it. You're going to treat them impartially. And so I want to encourage you, If you have been hurt in your life, if you have been hurt by people who still aren't sorry about it, people who have traumatized you, abused you, maybe you've been hurt by racism, maybe you've been hurt by uh, a bully, bully, political crap, whatever you've been hurt by. A parent who triggers you. If you want to forgive them and you want to love them and do the hard thing of what we're saying. But reaps eternal freedom, y'all. If you want to do that, it's not going to be easy and it can only be done through the truth, faith in God. It can only be done through faith in God because you have to have that belief and know that yes, God will repay each for what he has done. So I want to encourage you, we're not saying it's easy to like love somebody who has done you wrong because a lot of the times those people maybe aren't even sorry. I'm not saying it's easy, but what I am saying is it's that hurt in your heart is only going to be healed by f- true faith. Exactly. And how and how do we get to that place? Because it's definitely not easier, but through persevering and uh, walking through it for a while, you become to be more free. And how? By being humble. And what does humble look like? God, they hurt me so much. God, I hate them. God, this world sucks. Like it's messed up and I get treated poorly at school or in the workplace. But God, humbly, I'm hearing your words and I'm reading them and I'm seeing that this thought process and this burning and this rage and this frustration inside of me, it's not healthy either. So I don't understand it all. I don't understand everything Caitlin and Sarah are saying and how they're talking about it. But humbly, I lay myself down and I give you a chance to take your word for truth. Right? Like, exactly. what it sounds like. And quickly... Uh, I mentioned this earlier, James 4, verses 11 through 12. Guys, this is the truth right here. Ready for this? Fire. Brothers, do not slander one another. Okay? 
This is important to take it piece by piece because some of us, we read this and I'll I'll speak for myself. I'm like, huh, I have a few friends who slander against one another. (laughs) But me, do I slander behind closed doors in my kind in front of their face and then slander after? Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. That's what we were just talking about. When you judge, you're not keeping, but you're sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge. There's only one. But what? You think you're the judge? You're not. There's only one. Do I think I'm the judge? No. Do I deserve to be reasoned with? No. Do I deserve to understand it all? No. Why? There's only one judge, one lawmaker. He's the only one entitled to give the judgment and also to give the forgiveness. He's the only one who's able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Who am I, Sarah? Who are you to get mad at that person because they don't make sense to you or because they trigger you? Who are you? And that's the beautiful thing of becoming a humble person is you kind of just imagine a visual of like you're getting crushed down and it's like the more crushed down you get, the least, the less like physical mass there is able to get offended. (laughs) Like the less of you there is, the less that will like receive any annoyance. But it's a daily practice. I'm going to give you a great example. And dad, if you're listening, you're going to love this. So my dad the other day calls me and he's like, I just have something to say about your podcast. I'm like, really? Guys, I'm so human. It's not even funny. So I I feel myself like get a little hot. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, oh no, here it comes. Yeah, I'm like, here I am doing the work of the Lord and you want to try me. Meanwhile, we got some real bad people in this world. Try them. Stop wasting it on me, a good person, right? So that's like the immediate little emotions I'm feeling is I'm about ready to defend our podcast, defend whatever he's going to say. And then he said it and it really wasn't a big deal. It was just something about something else. It wasn't even anything was wrong in the podcast. I give you that example to say, Becoming humble and being a person who trusts in the Lord is not an arrival. It's a constant daily practice. So let that free you as well. Don't let the pressure that the devil might put on you when listening to this, the pressure that you now need to be perfect or that you suck, fall over you because it is a journey and you are going to fail. And that's why I love Jesus Christ so much because he died and he once and for all and forever took the pun- the punishment for sins. In the past, the system of the Old Testament, Caitlin and I were talking about this yesterday, add in whatever you would like. It used to be, this is so cool, it used to be that only appointed priests once a year could go into the temple and into the inner room and then receive forgiveness for the people and forgive their sins. Nobody else was able to enter in there or I think they could die or something. Yeah, like only select people even could have a relationship with God. Exactly. Only those chosen high priests. Exactly. This is the beauty. This is why Keelan and I are obsessed with talking about truth because not many people really know the true, true truth. And here's why Jesus is so amazing and why you can feel the love through the podcast is because when Jesus died on the cross, he officially became the eternal mediator, the eternal priest that goes into that went into the back room. And through Jesus Christ now, we can have all of us, all of us, whoever chooses to, a relationship with God, which by the way, that's all God wanted in the first place. And if you listen to the first, po- first podcast, you hear it. God created the garden and he wanted to walk with us in the cool of day. And he wanted to have a relationship with us so long as we chose him because he doesn't want robots. And so now we get this amazing privilege to be able to talk to God anytime through the mighty and holy and perfect name of Jesus Christ. I say all that to say there's your truth. And also the cool thing is that you're not perfect. And don't let this pressure and the lie of trying to be perfect in a sense keep you now from like going to God because that's a lie like if I mess up and if I were to let my tongue slip and defend myself to my dad which I probably will do in the future and I've done in the past what can I do I can repent I can accept the forgiveness that Jesus died to give me I say Jesus I really messed up can you forgive me of my sins like I was prideful I judged them oh I thought that thought and it made me so uncomfortable oh I really always will need you because me as a human I just want to be the God here You know? Yeah. And I wanted to add to what you were saying. If you're struggling with humility, there's a parable in one of the gospels. And I'm not going to have the references for some of these Bible verses because they just pop in my head. All right. But Jesus said, he who is forgiven little loves little, but he who has forgiven much loves a lot. Is that the perfect translation or quote? I don't know. But 
You get the oh, idea. It, yeah, yeah. If you're struggling with humility, maybe it's because you don't realize what Jesus died for. Maybe it's because you don't realize just how indebted we were to God because of our mistakes and our personal transgressions against God's law. That helps me a lot when I struggle with being humble or wanting to not forgive someone or wanting to not love someone is I realize that Jesus forgave me freely. It freely. Freely. And it helps me because then I say, okay, who am I to not forgive because I owed so much and was forgiven. And that's just a really practical tip, whether you're a believer or you are not a believer and you are struggling with being humble. Remember why Jesus died for you specifically. Because everything, every wrongdoing, the Bible says that sin is against God. It's not just personal against your friend. We have hurt God. We have done to God what we have made mistakes and done to other people. That's really humbling to know, oh my gosh, Jesus, you forgave me. You loved me and you forgave me and you washed all of that away. And you still do? How? And that makes me so much more humble when I put myself back in that spot because I realize, well, now who am I to not forgive because God forgave me for the same exact things. What somebody does to me, I have once done to someone else or done to God. I want to read a Bible verse, Matthew 6, verse 14 through 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others for their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. If you're struggling with disagreeing with people, with maybe having a little hatred in your heart. I don't know what it is, but I do just want to say these are the things that are good and right and just to do. It's good and right to forgive others without them earning your forgiveness. Don't make someone work for your forgiveness. Just forgive freely because God forgives you. It's good to love other people even though they disagree with you. Okay, don't just love the people who love you. Don't just love the people that agree with you. Love those who are your enemies. Love those who persecute you. Forgive, love, and have mercy. Cancel culture is not even cool. It's not normal to not have mercy on people. It's not normal to make people work for forgiveness. It's not normal to hate somebody because of mistakes that they made. We are called to love all, forgive all, and have mercy on all because that's what God did for us. And so if you're struggling with that, it's okay. We know it's hard, but I hope that this will move your heart a little bit to do that because Sarah and I are working on this for ourselves as well. Yeah, and some of us will be rebuttaled. Some people would hear uh, love all and all these things. And somewhere along, one little human being, you know, the one who's been here on earth for less than 100 years, will say, yeah, but I can't love them because they're not loving. You know what I'm saying? Like we've all yeah. heard it. So yeah. it, it's the whole, I have to defend the oppressed and hate the oppressor. I have to hate them. Have to defend them. It's not black and white. What Je when Jesus Christ walked on this earth, and then what we see in the Word of God, it's not about like yes, it's right and wrong, black and white with some things. But hear hear me out. It's the heartbeat. When you say or cast judgment on somebody else, or when you say I have to defend the oppressed or the oppressor, and I have to uh, hate the opposite. Once again, your heartbeat is saying, God, I don't trust that you are a good judge. That's the point of it all is that God wants our heartbeats to be aligned with him. It's not that he He just wants you to do these check the check marks off. Oh, didn't judge. Oh, did this. He wants a heart that really falls and melts in the father's arms, in his arms. A heartbeat that says, God, it's so hard to forgive, but I trust you. I trust because love is trusting in God. Yes. The more that you love somebody else who really deserves for you to, my keyword is deserves. They deserve for you to hold a record of wrong against them. When you don't though, you're saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. I will not take vengeance into my own matters because I trust in you. And those who give hate are saying to God, I don't trust you. And don't believe the narrative of this culture that it is your job to hate somebody in order to receive this good and stuff. Why? Because you reap what you sow. And when you sow hate, you will only receive and sow and get out hate. When you sow the proper love of God, which love is patient, 
love is kind and so on and so on. When you sow that, the same will grow. A tree of righteousness will come out. And our culture is so backwards in that they think a lot of um a lot of certain movements genuinely are thinking that their anger is validated, their hatred is validated, do better, and they're planting seeds of hatred and shame. They're planting it and they're expecting for love to come out. And the equation is just not there. You plant an orange seed, you receive an orange. You plant an apple and you get an apple out of it. You plant hate or you plant shame into somebody in order for them to love better, you're not going to get love out because that's not how it works. And you said the heartbeat of God. I want to say the heartbeat of God is love. And what is that right there? That good example that you gave, that is not a heartbeat of love. Bible says that God is love. So the heartbeat of God is love. And when we might think that we're doing something lovingly, but you can't do something lovingly that involves hatred. It just, it doesn't add up. I want to read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2 through 3. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. If we don't do something out of love, it's not fruitful. It doesn't count. It doesn't bear good fruits. Even if we think that we're doing the right thing, even the right thing done for the wrong reason is not right. And I'll give a personal example from my own life. I remember a few weeks ago, I was at a hotel and I got in a little scabuddle, (laughs) a little debate with this lady about mask versus no mask. And I'm not going to give the debate. I'm not going to give the details. I was trying to be gracious, but... I let my pride get the best of me and I went back and forth with her for like 10 seconds. And afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I was still super heated up about the argument. I was still frustrated about the things that she said to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pray for her. My my boyfriend was with me and he saw the whole thing go down and he's like, yeah, but why are you praying for her? And he kind of tried me a little bit because in that moment, I wasn't, I was still heated up from the argument and I actually said, I'm going to pray for her out of a place of as if I was higher than her. And it's not bad to pray for people. That's not what I'm saying. But my he actually sensed from the way I said it that my heart was not in the right place, that I was actually still in a place of pride. Still, my ego was stung by the argument a little bit. And Cameron, my boyfriend, actually picked up on it. It's good to pray for people. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But my heart was not in a place of love that I was praying for her. It was she was wrong. I was show right. her that she was wrong and change her. Exactly. And that is not love. That So if I prayed for her like that, thank you, Cameron, for trying me if you listen to this podcast. But if I prayed for her, that was not done out of love. It could have looked like love. It could have acted like love. But in my heart was not in the right place. It wasn't pure. And the heartbeat of God is love. God is love. Not God gives love. Not God has love. God is love. So boom. And, yeah. And cool that you finish off with saying God is love. For some people who are super practical, okay, let's break down love because love is not how this culture uh, paints love because love is not acceptance because we can't accept all because if we accept all, then some people will never know that they're dying in sin and it's just not, my heart breaks for that. Love is so much greater than acceptance actually because true love is such freedom. So I'm going to break this down for you because when I broke it down like this and I saw this a few months ago, I was like, oh shoot, oh shoot. I suck at love. <laughs> okay. Same. <laughs> I'm going to read it all out loud and then, or obviously out loud, but I'm going to read it all and then I'm going to go back. Love is patient. This is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4. I know you've heard this a billion times. Seriously, stick. This is really cool. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Okay, and so now I'm going to break it down because I know all of us, this is what might have happened in our minds. We we listen to that and we go, oh, wow, my friend sucks at love. <laughs> oh, wow, my professor, they are so messed up. They're not loving me. Pro- or, hey, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, they ain't loving me right. 
Because for some reason, I guess it's because we're humans and we are imperfect. When we read this, we rarely let it convict us. I'm going to break it down the way that God helped me break it down. Love is patient. When my mom comes into the kitchen and she tells me, hey, you didn't clean the dishes. I'm not that patient. I actually interrupt her. I'm like, but I did this morning. There's your practical example for that one. Sarah did not love properly. And by the way, plug in if you messed up any of these. So I'm going to keep going. Love is kind. Uh, This person, I was at the grocery store. They look at me some type of way and I look at them some type of way back. That was not kind. That was not love. Love, it does not envy. Sometimes girls and guys, we actually treat somebody else, let's say a beautiful person or somebody who has a cool personality trait, we treat them wrong or we judge them behind closed doors with our friends. And we don't want our friends to know this, but it's because we envy them. We jealous, we're jealous that they have a character trait or that they had the boldness that we didn't have. That's envy. You can mask it up however you want, but it's envy and that is not love. It does not boast. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I have a full circle thing to say. With boasting, a personality trait like mine loves to boast, okay? I know what I'm good at and I will tell you what I'm good at because I I know it. I just know it. So as I go on, it's not proud, for example. It keeps going. What does love actually look like? This is the hard part. Love looks like a total denial of self. Selfless, completely selfless. Yeah. And the hardest thing about that is that it doesn't say that at the end of your life, you're going to receive a total full reward until you get to heaven. You guys, many times we treat people in love not because it's a selfless love. It's because of what we can receive back. I literally have done it all the time. I'm very strategic. I'm not an idiot. I do think sometimes in order to get something back, even if it's in two years, hey, if I give them this right now, maybe in two years, they'll give me a birthday present. You know, that kind of thing. A lot of times I don't love in a way that is like, even if they give me nothing back or if they treat me not differently back or whatever I meant to say by that, I will love them. And that's what's going on in the culture. This verse solves it all. A lot of us are gods, entitled gods saying, I deserve this. I deserve to be treated fairly. I deserve this. Jesus says in this world, you will have suffering, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And why are some of us, our prayers are looking like, God, make this earth perfect and fair. Why? Why do we think we deserve it? And some of y'all think that if Jesus were here, he would want perfect peace. Why didn't Jesus stay for 200 years, feed every starving person in the whole entire world and fix everything? Because that's that's not how he intended. He wanted something greater, a love that f- grew from a heart that trusts in God. So no, some of you believe that Jesus agrees with some of these narratives. He stayed here. His ministry was only for three years and he left. If he agreed with the narrative that you push, he would be here right now and he'd fix everything with one snap of a finger. Why are kids still starving? Why are these things still happening? Because in this world, you will have suffering. But take heart. He's already overcome it. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. With him is true freedom. With him is true confidence. With him, even when you're insecure, you don't have to take it into your own hands and listen to this world. If you have been oppressed, if you have been hated, you do not have to take vengeance into your own hands. If your mom or your dad, if they didn't give you the life that you think you deserve and you cry many nights because it's just messed up, take heart. Jesus has overcome the world and he can, with him, you can still have peace in the midst of an unfair circumstance. You see what I'm saying? With Jesus Christ is so much peace. And that is why we make this podcast because I, we don't want you to think that you deserve perfection. You deserve fairness. There is suffering in this world. And the more that you believe a narrative that this culture pushes, the more that you believe it, then the more you become hateful, thinking that you deserve it all. And you don't. With Jesus, it's so much better. James chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Resist the devil. The devil wants you to exalt yourself. 
to lift yourself up your desires your needs your wants the devil wants you to sit in the judgment seat and cancel that person the devil loves it delights in you to not forgive that person loves when you are rude to that person loves when you choose not to love people loves when you play god and decide who deserves mercy and who doesn't resist the devil submit to god it literally says god opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble i struggle with pride a lot because i've grown up my whole life in a culture that says that it's all about you and yet in the passage that sarah's reading it literally says love is not self-seeking love does not seek its own interests it does not insist on its own way okay so when we have our own when we only care about what we can get out of something it's not love it's not love this culture does not value humility in any way i've seen it because we're constantly flaunting what we got on instagram we're constantly trying to make people think we're living our best life we're constantly self-love self-caring our way into our best selves because we deserve it because we're amazing because etc etc our culture values some things and not others and one thing that it doesn't value is a humble heart but god loves a humble heart and god gives grace to a humble heart so i just encourage you go on this journey with me i'm sure with sarah too of humbling yourself before god it's really hard sometimes but you know what it has set me so free in my life i find that i'm getting offended by things so much less i find that i defend myself so much less I get hurt so much less doesn't mean I'm an invincible person but I find that I am literally so much more free when I don't have pride in my heart so humble yourselves with us submit to God stop pointing the finger stop saying stop reading the Bible and pointing it back to other people instead look at how can this change me I know we're all guilty of it guys but this can really set you free God gives grace to the humble. Let's work together to have humble hearts. Exactly. Heartbeats that align with the will of God. Yep. It's not about being perfect. It's about a heart that submits to God. So that's the cool thing is if anything in this podcast, if it stirred up something in you, y'all, we don't have an agenda other than to actually just bring you to the word of God. Think about it. We don't have an agenda other than for people to be set free in love for love through Jesus Christ, in order to have a life of freedom that trusts in God. So ask yourself, what has my heartbeat been lately? You know, like if I was to give you a question that you would want to think about and that could help you further, what's your heartbeat? What's going on inside? And that's going to help you a lot because God craves a heart that trusts in him. You know, and that's, that's really beautiful. It's a humble heart says, God, actually, my heart is not perfect. A humble heart says, God, I can't do this on my own. I'm listening to what they're saying. And wow, I do that. That's a humble heart right there is one that's willing to accept the fact that we need Jesus. That is a humble heart. Humble heart is not a perfect heart. It's one that accepts I need a savior, period, end of story. One that says, I cannot hate because I deserve judgment. You know, it's a heartbeat. Yep. And the last thing that I have to say, because I just think this podcast really came full circle. And I'm very, I feel very hopeful that someone's going to come out of this with a little more love in their heart. Um, (laughs) um, Sarah and I try to use real life examples of things going on in the world because we don't really want to talk about things in a fluffy way. So we talked about black lives matter we mentioned trump versus biden we mentioned probably a few other movements we mentioned things and we call them out specifically in their ideology specifically but it's not to be a partial judge if you're listening to this and you hear something that's oh i'm a republican but that was kind of offensive or oh i support black lives matter and that was kind of offensive or oh literally the only side that sarah and i are on is on the side of the word of god Once again, we're not pushing an agenda. All we care about is what the Bible says. And I honestly, with everything going on in America, I truly do see flaws on both sides on every end of the spectrum. But I also know that the word of God is the absolute truth and it is the only side that I can stand on. So don't take anything out of context. Understand that we're not pushing some... Sarah and I don't talk on the surface level of politics 
or things, we get to the root of it. We're doing our best to be impartial. Please do not use this podcast as ammo to go and attack someone that disagrees with you. Because then you didn't listen to the whole podcast. Then you totally missed the point. You totally missed the point. If you're like, you're not being loving. You didn't forgive me. Focus on what is in your realm first. And that is humbling yourself before the Lord. Exactly. Exactly. Just every everything we said. Okay. The reason why every side has got flaws is because human beings are flawed. Mm-hmm. And this world is flawed. And I don't know why everyone's trying to fight for, for, for perfection if perfection's never been a thing since the beginning of uh since sin entered why are we fighting for perfection it's not a thing we got to fight for the truth and the truth is in the word of god so basically all we're here to do is get you to question the heartbeat of anything on this earth yep any movement you know like anything going on any politics blah 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 it all every imperfection just ask about the heartbeat and only align with the things that are with the word of god only because we can't love the world and love god you either see that the world is yes. flawed and you go to the Lord or you just go to the world and you think that you're the judge and you're the God and uh, I'm just going to make the best of it over here. You know, so it's all about the harpy and that it's just true. And thanks for saying that, Caitlin, because to take things out of context and to, to, to assume that because we're talking about apples, that we're saying we hate oranges, that is so silly. We can't do that. Take the heartbeat. Also observe the lifestyles of those that you listen to. Observe the lifestyles and the ways of talking and the fruits of everything that you see around you. Observe it. We can't just take things for face value anymore, y'all, because humans are flawed. We can lie. We can cover things up so much. So the heartbeat is everything. And humbly submit yourself to the Lord. The devil will flee from you because a humble heart is a heart that acknowledges that it needs a savior. And if you do that, you are on the right track with us all on this journey with God, who I love so much, and I'm nothing without him. Boom. That's all I got to say. Anything same else here. for you? No, same here. Thank you guys for listening to this point. We really hope that we just want people to love one another in true, true godly love and point you to God who is the source of all love. So we love you all so much. Have a great rest of your day and do not forget to subscribe yeah. to our podcast channels. Please check out the website and we also have a donate button on yourbestfriends.org and that's just for anybody. There is a push on your heart to give. Um, to give something to us that's why we have the donate button that's if something's on your heart other than that just keep listening and share this podcast with friends because as you heard we really are not going to talk about fluff it's too late to do the fluffy stuff 10 years ago maybe now no not in this culture yeah so if you're listening on spotify you can follow us on spotify and eventually this podcast will be on apple podcast so if you are on apple if you are listening and it ends up being on apple podcast leave us a review please Please. yep love y'all so much Mm -hmm. bye bye